Well, we've been having a great time talking about marriage and matters of the family. Yeah. And we're continuing in this series, you know, um, just a quick recap. It's about conflict. What we're talking about is stopping the blame game, about how to fight fairly. Stop the blame. Stop the blame. And if you, how can you fix a problem if you never know that there is a problem? So sometimes, you know, in our houses, there may be uh, a water leak. But until there are symptoms showing water, puddle of water on the ground, flooding, something has to occur for us to know that there is a water leak. So uh, I think last episode we brought out a great point to know that conflict is necessary resolving conflict and facing it and discussing it and coming to that place is necessary. Right. That we can't just always sweep things under the rug and pretend it's not there and then building this resentment that will come to a a really bad place. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, the truth is, is that we're going to have moments where we don't see eye to eye. That's right. And it's too, it's, you know, We've come from dysfunctional families, each one with their unique, unique troubles and yes. issues. And so you bring these two, and as the word says, these two shall become one. Mm-hmm. As they become one, there's a process. It doesn't happen just because you stood in front of the pastor and a company of people and you took vows and it just automatically happened. That's the beginning. That's the joining. This is the process. And it's the same thing. The marriage, the marriage of a man and a woman, and it is a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Just let's just be clear about that. Marriage has always That's been right. man and a woman because why? God is the originator of marriage. Now if you want to hook up and do your thing, Go on, but I'm. We're talking about marriage. Marriage, holy, holy matrimony. It's a sacrament. It is a. It is originated from God Almighty, right there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when God first created in Genesis, He created man and woman, and He called both of their names Adam. Both Adam. were Adam. It wasn't until after the fall that Adam gave Eve the name Eve, which means the mother of all living. What he was saying is, Eve, from now on, we're not going to be one. Right. We're going to be separate. You're going to be Eve. I'm going to be Adam. And you're going to be my baby mama. You're going to raise. mama. She was the original (laughs) baby's mama. Who's your baby mama? Now, in the beginning, when they had before they were fine right when god called them called adam they both came when they stood before god they were adam Mm -hmm. when the fall took place adam gave her a name now there was separation when you think about it when we're married and we're at the altar the first thing after you're married the the pastor introduces you as like us ladies and gentlemen Please welcome Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Owen McManus Jr. They didn't say, welcome Owen McManus and Tammy Pullman. No, no. There's a reason. You know, we we have traditions and we don't even realize why those traditions are in place. That's true. That we 
become one. And how does that happen? You take on my name. Yes, that's you, important. Because the bloodline is through. And here's the, here's the sobering fact. Uh, the DNA and the iniquity is passed down from the father's Uh-oh. side. So, you know, it's, it's always the daddy who transfers his iniquity and uh, ungodliness wow. through the bloodline. At the same time, the bloodline also transfers the blessing. Yeah. Well, I could hear the women saying, you know, that's good. See, I always knew that was true. Well, you have a daddy too. That's true. So your daddy gave you all the things that you've got going on. So oh, gosh. the point I'm, <laughs> that's, that's kind of sobering, right? Yeah. But the truth is, in the beginning, Adam was the one who determined Eve's name, yeah. the mother of the living. So there we are. And we all come from Adam and Eve. We have this separation. We see it a little bit later on in the chapter. I think it's chapter four of Genesis or five where Eve has a child named Seth and she says, oh, I finally have a man. Finally. Like and I I'm haven't like, had one all this Eve, time. Eve, three chapters ago. Yeah. You had a man. Adam. Actually, you came out of his side. His rib. His rib. That. Yeah. That, 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 oh, I mean, that. a rib. So, you know, it, it had to hurt. To come out of here. <laughs> Every time we talk about ribs, I start wanting to eat ribs. I know. I'm, like barbecue. That sounds good. Anyway. All right, you get me off track here. <laughs> but the, the facts are that separation. Yes. Arguments began. In the, before that, yep. everything was perfect. Harmony. Perfect God unity. God would come in the morning. He would visit them in the cool of the day. There was... This mutual, just, I mean, it was almost like, you know, like, you know, like Avatar. Yeah. You know, when they, the, the, before all the humans came. Correct. Uh, before all the bad humanoids showed yeah. up and destroyed the planet. Everything was pristine. Everything was colorful. Just right. Then the serpent came in, brought evil, brought yep. sin. And sin brought dysfunction. Right. And because of that dysfunction, all of us, all of us that are born of the human nature. Oh, my. Have built in default dysfunction. It's not until Jesus Christ came at the cross and he brought about the restoration. Yes. The redemption of man. But still. We are living in this fallen world with falling world temptations that are constantly grappling for our attention. So we have the information that comes from our society, which is post-Christian. It's not Christian anymore. We don't live in a a Christian society anymore. I mean, it's hard for Americans, Christians... To, to, to really r- grapple with that, wrap their mind around it. But we live in a pagan country. Most of the people today do not understand right. what we're talking about when it comes to marriage. Absolutely not. The narrative in the world today is that anyone can get married. You can marry a dog. Oh, you can marry a donkey. Golly. You can marry a goat if you want. No. Marriage 
when it was created by God, the original intent mm-hmm. was between a, between a man, man and a woman, a, woman. a male Period. and a female. Period. Two genders. Period. I not like it that way. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes. But today we're being told in society that there's all of these different genders. Mm-hmm. Now that's the narrative in the world. But for us who understand that marriage was a creation of God, yeah. it's between a man and a woman. Correct. And so when a man and a woman come together, we come with this dysfunction. And so we have to learn. We have to train ourselves to fight for our marriage because the world statistics tell us today that 49% of marriages end in divorce. That's just back in our grandparents day, 83% of marriages were survived. I mean, that leaves 17% ending. That was very rare. So we've gone from 17% in our grandparents day to yeah. Most, so you can look across the room today or wherever you are and half the people who are married, unless God intervenes and gives them some understanding, will so end So if you think about that, then we have this way. upcoming generation. Where is it going? That have no example, very little examples of godly marriage. Well, this is why people are avoiding marriage. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I don't want to go through the hell. Right. I'll just, I'll just try That's- out. All of these different, I'll try sex out. I'll try mm-hmm. living together. Uh, if it don't work out, I'll move on. Well, that's man's way. That's man's way. God's way is that we have to go back to the manual. And again, right. listen, you and I are living proof that we don't have it together. That's right. We don't have it all together. We're working on it. Right. With the grace of God, we're working on it each day. We still stumble and fall, but it's a good place. Yes. And I'm thankful for God, to God mm-hmm. for what he has done in us yeah. and how he's been gracious to us because right from the beginning, we could have had moments where we could have said, you know what? You know, just the fact that you came from, and I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm not anti-Catholic, but you came from a Catholic background, I'm Pentecostal, Two different worlds. You say, ah, we shouldn't do this. No, but we knew God put right, us together. Right. We knew we were supposed to be together. So we just learned. Right. And we're still learning. That's right. And all we're doing today is we just want to help our friends. That's right. We just want to help those who are, who are tagging along with us and who's saying, you know what? Give us some insight. Mm-hmm. Tell us what is God saying? So we went back to what our episode was last week. We talked about loving confrontation. Yes. And how we do that through, through, um, through listening. We brought up three points. Um, don't fight in the midst of the, the, the battle. The first point step is. Step back a little bit, right? Don't fight in the heat of the moment. Yeah, just step back. I mean, regroup. when you're like so angry, it, that's even a good tip when you're parenting. You yeah. know, when you're so angry at your child. You don't want to hurt them. You don't want to say things to them that are and going to crush them. And you regret the later. So, mad. so it's the same in conflict in your marriage. You want to kind of let things calm down. I'm not saying wait till the next day no. or wait two weeks or step back. Just let, don't leave the house. Just step back and say, you know what? Let's just we'll, we'll take a breather. Maybe yeah, just take have a, a moment. cup of coffee. 
Yes. Or whatever. Put a biscuit in your mouth. And then come together and say, can we talk? Yeah. And then talk. Because Which then brings you to point number two that we discussed in last episode. Yeah. For those that maybe didn't see it, um, you need to go watch it. Go watch but it. Go yeah. watch it. But just to catch up today, you have to give each other time to talk without interrupting. That's listening. Listening. Learn to listen. And, and then, then that'll bring you to the third point. Which is forgiveness, right? Which is forgiveness. Forgive. Forgive. And we talked about that. You know, again, I, Paul likens the church. I keep going back to this. He likens the church with the relationship between a man and a woman. That's true. So, so what am I saying? I believe to the level that we can forgive each other mm-hmm. is the level for which God forgives us. That's true. So you see the parallels? Yes. See yes. why marriage is such a holy and do you see why the devil fights marriage and family so much? Because he ultimately hates the church. There is a war. He hates God. There is a all-out war on marriage and family. And, you know, we're the only creation, I'm talking about humanity, mm-hmm. that's created in the image of God. That's right. So the devil is fighting us mm-hmm. tooth and toenail. As you've, that's right. I mean, just going at it, but we can overcome. Yes, we can. We can, we can live victorious through the, the blood of Jesus, through hard work mm-hmm. and determination that, you know what? I ain't going nowhere and you're not going anywhere. Which We're going to work this out. It's a beautiful segue to the next point. Point number four is fortify. Ooh, what fortify. does fortify mean? You got you to gotta come together. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn now who the real enemy is. That's it. The real who enemy. Who is the real enemy? Because so many couples look at each other like you're the enemy. Now we're I'm not the enemy. We're not blaming the enemy for what happened. Right. But it was the enemy who tempted. Yes. Adam and Eve. Correct. To start blaming each other. Right. So what he, what he did is that he 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 was, he was striking. And then they begin to strike each other. Mm-hmm. He did his thing, and they began to bicker and fight within themselves. When you realize that we're not the enemy, right? That we're human. We've been tempted. We've we've got we, we've all got weaknesses, and we're not surprised when someone misses it, and we come together, and you say, you know what? We're going to fight sin. We're going to fight the enemy. This is probably one of the who greatest comes in to destroy. strategies and revelations that you and I have personally had in our marriages. Of course, to come to that place of forgiveness, because you can't fortify until you forgive, right? So all is forgiven. But now we recognize our weaknesses. You have a weakness. I have a weakness. Everybody has a weakness, right? Yeah. But whatever weakness is causing the strain in the marriage, now we come together and and you, let's say, it's just easier for me right now to say you have the weakness, right? You have the weakness. Blame me. And we come to that place of forgiveness. But now I say, Owen, when you're struggling in this area, come to me. What, what's the greatest fig leaf than your spouse, right? Right. 
to help cover you, to help protect you, to yeah. help be there for you. And I believe um, it's every place a marriage, if it's not there, needs to get to, is that place of vulnerability that your spouse is the first person that you can come to yeah. to help you to fight the enemy that's attacking that weakness. Well, you know, that takes intimacy. It does. And, and intimacy does not take place unless there's communication. And that's what we're saying is that when we come together, so then when I'm struggling, although I want to hide it, mm-hmm. if I feel as if this is a safe place and I can reveal, take off the fig leaves mm-hmm. and bear my nakedness yeah, in the garden, they were naked and they were not ashamed. There's like a TV show that's called Naked and Not Afraid. That's funny. Oh, I've seen that. I Those like people run around really fast. That's like really weird. They're to They're running me. around naked. I'm sorry, it's really weird. But move in along. Places that are so hot, and then in it's some crazy. places it's cold, man. It's like put some clothing on. Put My clothes God. on. What are but you? But not in this case. Yeah. No. The nakedness here is that they were physically naked. Yes. Their genitalia was 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 revealed. Yeah. They were not afraid. They're not ashamed of that. Right. Well, there was nobody else to see them but them, each other. So why would they be ashamed? You know, it's right. like all of a sudden sin comes in. Why are you hiding what you have been showing? Yeah. All along. All this time. But it was. It was. It the was. Shame. There was a physical, a mm-hmm. physical covering, but there was also a spiritual hiding. That's right. That they were no longer exposed or open are transparent with God or with each other. Mm-hmm. This is what happens in a marriage when someone starts having secret text messages and they hide, see, they hide. So you're, you should be able to transparently, openly, and that takes intimacy. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't get there just because you got married by the priest or the pastor. You get there because you worked on intimacy because we don't all come to the table or to the altar transparent and open That's true. and naked. Right. We've learned how to cover ourselves, protect ourselves, watch out for yourself since the day we were born. Mm-hmm. Marriage demands that we're transparent. That's right. Marriage demands that we're naked right, in front of each other. And when we become naked, I believe that's the place that we fortify, that right. we're transparent, that's that right. we're open, that we are, there's nothing, we're not hiding anything. Right. And we are, so when we're struggling, we can go and say, hey, Tammy, you know what? I'm struggling with pornography. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling, you know, I, don't, I, I know this is wrong, but when I... When I see an image of mm-hmm. a female, it, 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 it tempts me. Right. It, it gets me. And so, but, but as long as we hide, uh, that, that thing, that thing will fester. Woo, will it get you? That's just one. There may be others. Or, you know, I have a problem, whatever area. Most men are dealing with the pornography well, thing. Well, you know, the scripture that tells us that a threefold cord cannot be easily broken, 
just what you said just reminds me of that because sometimes we're hiding things and we're trying to deal with it between us and God and that's like a two-fold cord, right? But sometimes when you bring someone in on it, so now you have the Lord, you have yourself, and you have hopefully your spouse. Right. Preferably. Now I believe that's that three-fold cord that can't be easily broken because you need that accountability to God, but you also need that accountability well. to a person. God can convict us by a spirit, yeah. but he doesn't actually hold us accountable in the day-to-day things, meaning yeah. that he's not there to check you. Right. So for if, so if I confessed, if I just talk with you about fortifying now, and we, I share with you some intimate struggles, mm-hmm. you're not, oh my God, I can't believe you're dealing with that. Oh my God, well, what's going on what with about, your life? Why are you doing that? What about spouses that will try to ruin their spouse? Well, that's what I'm getting at. My goodness. That's what I'm getting at. If I'm We're able team. to tell you where I'm struggling, don't take it and use it as a rock yes. and a stone to throw. That's but important. That, but, but I mean, listen, what do you want? Do you want your marriage to last? Don't play games with God. Don't play, don't play games that when someone comes to you and is, is open with you, that you take it and turn around and use it against and, them. And don't do that. Another thing don't is that you should never, ever talk negative about your spouse to someone else. Well, if you're ready to divorce them, go for it. But if you're gonna if you're gonna wanna stay together, I have seen don't people ever do, do that. They might go talk to their parents or a friend or whatever. And what happens is you forgive one another. I may forgive you, but now I got my parents who yeah. will never forgive you. Don't do it. Right? Don't do it. So you gotta keep this between each other. For this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father and cling only. Only unto her. Only. Only. That yeah. means... That only's in there for a reason. We have a daughter, grown daughter, grown, yep. and, a, and, a, and, a, and a grown-up son-in-law. We have a whole daughter and a whole son-in-law. And... And a whole grandbaby. They have never once come to us ratting on each other. No, because they know. Now, we've been... We've, we've talked with them through some things that they've been through together. Yeah. But never trying to pick sides. No. Because we don't have a side. We're on God's side. That's right. God's side is he wants every marriage. That's right. Every marriage, no matter how much problems and difficulties that you're going through, he wants every marriage Mm -hmm. to succeed. That's right. Every marriage to succeed. Now you say, well, what if it didn't succeed? Well, that's fine. God can can get it right next time. That's right. But I believe the best is never having to go down that road that's of true. separation and divorce. That's true. But you got to practice this thing. So in a, in a, in a, in a safe place where both, see, it can't just be, now, again, let's be honest, Tammy. It's not just the guys. The guy has to be transparent, but the wife has got to be transparent too. It's a two-way street. Any relationship that's one way that's right. is perverted. It takes- it's perverted. Two people putting in the effort. It takes two. Two people. Both. Yes. Both being willing to be vulnerable. That's right. Vulnerable. And willing to work on myself. Just work on yourself. If all I'm trying to do is fix you, we're going to have problems forever because 
I can't fix you and you can't fix me. And let's be honest. Everybody's got to be fixed. Everybody. No, no one that comes into a marriage right. is all perfect and the other one is struggling and now you're the savior. That's right. You are not the savior. Jesus is the savior. He's the only perfect right. one. Both come into the marriage mm-hmm. dysfunctional. I don't care if you've come from the best family in the world. That's right. You came from something that was weird. There was some weirdness in your family. <laughs> everybody's got weird everybody's got weirdness. Everybody's oh, yes. got craziness. Somebody said look up dysfunction in a dictionary and you'll see my family pictures right. sitting there. Well, I think that that's a lot of everybody's there. Yeah. Everybody's got dysfunction. Right. Some have some that are more obvious. Right. It's like a person who has a broken leg, obvious infirmity. Obvious, yeah. Somebody who has cancer, not as obvious. Right. Some people who are walking with God and, and living in their relationship with, with, in marriage, some things can be seen, some things can't be seen as obvious, but they're both just as detrimental. And so that's why when we say fortify, come together yeah. and be open, transparent, and be naked. And fight together. And then the next point. Fight. Fight together. is another huge revelation that we have really, really worked on and come up with. This is something I really had to learn, which is point number five. Yeah. It's a rule. You cannot rehash the past. Yeah, that's good. You know, because now we've forgiven, we've fortified, we're moving on. But God knows that somehow something from the past is going to creep in. Well, that's what we... I think we touched on that on the last episode of the the truth yeah. that is about our God is that he forgives, but God doesn't forget. Right. God doesn't forget. Right. How could God forget? God's not forgetful. Right. He, he doesn't, he knows everything and he never lets any, he's so all knowing that how could he ever let anything just slip his mind right no god chooses not to bring up our sin that's it when we come to him in repentance he doesn't say oh oh and here you are again you know you you said the same thing last week and here you are again at the altar in your prayer time and you're asking for forgiveness for the same old thing Mm -hmm. now you may say that to yourself right but if you listen to the voice of God, he'll say to you, you're forgiven. It's very, very unfair. He doesn't bring it up anymore. It's very unfair fighting terms. Although the other person may be the one that did the hurting, it's unfair to bring that up again. It really is unfair territory because, you know, we often uh, don't consider when you're the person that's been hurt that the other person is also hurt. Nobody likes hurt hurting someone certainly you don't wake up one day and say you know today i'm just gonna blow it big time and hurt my spouse i I, you know it's like the mission of my day that i'm gonna hurt my family and i'm gonna hurt my spouse so as you work through things in a marriage in a family you have to also consider if you're the one that's been hurt you have to also 
consider the the hurt and the condemnation and the shame that the other person goes through. So when we rehash the past, it's it's really unfair fighting terms. Yeah, I think that's the the skill to move on when yeah. there's when there's a conflict at this moment we deal with it properly and we move on now we don't expect things that happen in the future but things will happen that's right we tend to now when this new issue arrives to recall so you've like progressed all this way but now you're right and back to square you, zero. You choose to bring square something one. up and then you go all the way back. You're all back to the beginning. Isn't that what the enemy would want? And it's a vicious cycle. It's a cycle. And it and then eventually people get tired of the cycle. They get very tired. And you're like, of the you know what? I'm out of here. What do they say? The I, I hell go. with it. Well, they're just ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah. They shoot they throw in the towel. Chuck the deuce. deuces. Yeah, and then just Peace out. Peace. So it's very important that here. you do not rehash the past. And no. The last if, point. If you do rehash the past, it's never going to end. Never. Never. Mm-mm. It's never going to end. So, so how do we, we want to move forward. How do we move forward now? And then the last point, which ultimately is the most important place to get, because we know in any any situation in our lives that Forgiveness and healing are two different things. Mm. Because you forgive doesn't mean you're immediately healed. Yeah. So now after you forgive, there's a process of healing that you have to go through. And that's point number six is to help each other to heal. Now you're like, if you hurt me or if I hurt you, how am I going to help you to heal? What ha- oh, and what have we learned in that point number six to help each other to heal? Well, I think that that's, you know, as the part of it, it kind of all blend in. We've broken them down, but like the fortify, uh, you come, you, you come back to where you recognize that w- whether it's you or, or me who has perpetrated a, mm-hmm. a an offense it's usually one that hurts the other. Whoever it may be, there's pain on both sides. Correct. And somebody says, well, 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 how can that be? If, I'm, if you're the perpetrator and I'm the victim, mm-hmm. how, how can, well, in the, in the world, the perpetrator usually doesn't care right. about the victim. Mm-hmm. But in the marriage... I don't think anybody goes out to try to hurt someone that they stood at the altar with and said, I love you to get to a place where you want to get married, really want to get married. There's love there. Oh yeah. You know, somebody tells me in the room, Oh, I never even loved her. So come on, man. Come on. And you got three kids. And, 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 and you, and you, and and (laughs) you bought a big (laughs) ring. You had a big, and you couldn't, you were so cheesed. You couldn't stay away from her and you even got her pregnant out of wedlock. You were so horny that you couldn't even wait till you got married. I mean, now all of a sudden you're married. Now you don't love her anymore. No, 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 no. That's not the truth. That's right. The truth is, is that you have lost your love 
because you've been distracted or all the things that we're talking about here have built up. You lost it. And you don't want it anymore because it is a volatile place. It It is an ugly place to be in. Yeah. But at one time, you really, and still do, it's in there. But at one time, no one took a pistol and held it up to your head and told you, you have to marry this girl or you have to come together. So what I'm saying is I had to say that so I can say this. I don't think anyone in a marriage plans to hurt no, their, 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 their spouse. usually never, ever intentional. It's things that they're dealing with internally. Mm-hmm. That they don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, so, and we're not getting anybody off the hook. You're still responsible. That's right. You're still responsible for what you do. We're not shifting the blame here because our whole premise of this, this episode is stop the blame. Mm-hmm. But when someone does something that they really didn't want to do, but they couldn't figure out, Romans 7 says that, when I do what I didn't want to do, there's condemnation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, because we're just caught up in lust, we're caught up in ourself, we do something thinking that it's going to be yeah. satisfactory and we don't like it, but we're hurt, mm-hmm. but then we hurt the, the, the partner or our spouse. Mm-hmm. And so now we've got two hurt people. Exactly. Two hurt people. You say, well, is, 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 the, is the, you know, if, if, if he went out and cheated on me. How can he be hurt? How can he be hurt? Right. How, can, how, do, how does he feel? Right. You know, he did this to me. Right. Now, if he's just running off and leaving you. And after that, then you, you really don't have no conversation. Right. But let's just say he does that. And he comes to you and says, you know what? I was wrong. Right. I was wrong. Yeah. We're not. Let's be clear. We're not talking about uh, perpetual, consistent someone uh, abusing you no, or someone never. Uh, mistreating you or like never. just going and living you know, crazy with other women. We're not talking about no, no. that kind of uh, someone- tolerance or... Forgiveness. Someone that may have gotten distracted. Yes. And now they want so to let's get, be clear. They want to get it back and they want to do it right. Yes. Now, of course, if you fool around your mate, you have a biblical uh, excuse. You could say, right. uh, you know, right. I'm, you I'm a, divorcing him because yeah. Jesus gave us that out. But is that really an out? Let's just say you've spent all these years with this man. Right. And then he steps out on you. And then he wants to come and make it right. What's the best choice? I can't make that choice. Every situation is going to be individual. And you got to take the, the, the whole, this, their right. particular individual story. However, we're always advocates. If you can, try to work it out. That's right. If you can. If you can. Right. We're, we're talking here. My God, we've worked with couples 30-something years of ministry now, so we've worked with many couples. We've worked with couples that are still married and happily married today that have gone through major situations. I'm talking infidelity, and they have chosen to forgive and go through this process. And we know many couples that are, are thriving today. People have stepped out, and then they've made it through. We've, so, I've, 
We've seen but the Lord do tremendous works. We've also seen people that didn't do nowhere near that. That's and true. they couldn't make it. That's true. That's true. So that's living proof. That's true. That every situation is unique. Mm-hmm. But the impossible can be possible in God. You helped me when we talk about uh, helping each other to heal. You helped me a lot with a, an analogy that you brought to my attention where I really understood what uh, each other hurting is. You said in a situation, you said it's like if I was driving a car, if you were driving a car and you hit a child in the street and you killed that child. How terrible would you as the driver feel? You never got in your car that day saying, oh, I'm just going to hit a kid or I feel like hurting a kid or killing a kid. So you're going through your own hurt. But then as the other party, it's as if that was my kid that got hurt. Think of the hurt that that mother's going through. Right. So it really helped me to understand in that analogy, one person is like the parent of the child that got killed and the other is like the person that killed the child right both hurts are very real and deep hurts it's something that you probably never forget correct you don't ever forget this is what what i've learned over my walk with the lord is that he he doesn't forget your sin and you don't forget your sin Mm-hmm. It's ever before you, but it is a mature person. It is a grown person that has learned not to suppress it, but to refuse to let it rule you. That's good. Once you have repented mm-hmm. and you have brought it to the, to the, the spouse or to God, it will always be there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a reminder to us of what God has brought you through hmm. or what God has brought you out of. Wow. But as a spouse, we stand in the place as Christ and the church to where when we come to a place where a spouse says, I am sorry for what I did to you. Mm-hmm. We have now the moral responsibility and the authority given to us by God Almighty mm-hmm. in our position as a as a married couple to stand in the place of Christ to either extend the hand of forgiveness and restoration or we could be bitter we, you got a right you could do what you want mm-hmm. you we stand in place now. We say, I'm done. And you, have, you can move on. That's right. But I choose to believe that God can make it better than what it was before. I, I know it. If we, if, if. we yeah. act as Christ and the church. This is why what we, you say, well, this is not. This isn't, I, I'm not taught this in the world. I, of course you're not. No, you never will hear that in, in the world. It's not in a textbook. No. It's not in a textbook. It's in, it's in the book. Right. It's in the book of all books. Yeah. The only book. 
we extract that revelation and we live by it. But even at that, that's just information. We still have to do it. Got to do it. You know, it's like we can know the word. The devil knows the word. Oh, yeah. The devil trembles and fears God, but he doesn't obey God. No. He's never obeyed God. No. He's a liar. Jesus said he was a liar from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm saying today is we have a choice. Yeah. In our marriage, some of the things that we've talked about, this is not an exhaustive teaching. This is not all. This is not everything. no, no, no. This is just a little bit of what we felt we needed to share with you mm-hmm. on, on these moments together. But I promise you, they've worked for us. Yes. It will work for you. Yes. It will work for you. But it's hard work. That's right. Many nights, we stayed up all night. Not mm-hmm. every night. I mean, and when we were going through conflict, it was a season. But we were determined to work it out. I think you need to be determined that this is what I want. I, I want my marriage. I'm willing to fight for my marriage. And that determination, you, know, you do what you got to do. Sometimes I'm disappointed. I just wish I'd have been born perfect. I really do. I just wish. Don't we I, all, right? I would have caused a lot less pain in the world. Don't we all? But I'm thankful to God today yeah. that even though I'm not perfect, he takes my imperfections. Mm-hmm. And he uses them for his glory. And he strengthens, as Paul said, uh, when I'm weak, he's strong. Mm-hmm. When, I'm, when I'm down, yep. he lifts me up. Yep. The same way in our marriage. There have been times in our ministry when I'm down, you're up. Thank God. We can't, we can't afford to both get down at the same time. We can't. But there are times when you're down. I'm up. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking. I know God's given you the strength to be that way mm-hmm. or me. Iron sharpens but iron. there's something about when your spouse is strong mm-hmm. and you can say, man, I'm going to live on their faith today. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a day or two later, they don't tell you, but they're living off your faith. Mm-hmm. That's how marriage. That's a beautiful thing. That's how marriage is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You say, is that just a fantasy? Well, it's no. a fantasy for those who don't want to put in the hard work. Right. You don't want to take the challenge. Right. Anybody can walk away. That's it. Anybody can just. That's the easy route. Anybody can just say, you know what, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done with you. Or someone who says, you know what, I'm going to take the courage test. I'm going to stay in here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fight. And then I'm going to come together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fortify and we're going to help each other heal. Yep. We're going to heal together. And I promise you, when God heals you, you're really healed. That's the truth. It's not a fake. No. Now, there's the real. We've been very practical and very truthful. But when God really does the work, when you come together in Christ, mm-hmm. he does a real, secure, beautiful work that only he can do. Yes. But all of what we said, if you don't have God in your life, none of this works. It doesn't work. None of this, what was, if you're just just superficially, we're just not that good. If you're superficially following Jesus, right, none of this will work. Nothing. But if you're really submitted to Him, that's the key. If you're really built upon the Word 
And sometimes I read the Bible and go, I don't know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I really want to do that right now. And I'll come back to that. That's, a, that's true. Right. You know, the, I've often thought, did the rich young ruler ever come back to Jesus? <laughs> we don't know. That's quite a thought. At the moment, right. he was wrestling with his eternal right. position. Right. I, have a, I just have this thought that the rich young ruler may have come back later on when he really thought it through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't easy. At that moment, it was hard. Maybe that's how it feels right now for some people. That's true. But guess, you know what? Give God some time. Give him time. Work it through. That's right. Come back around because mm-hmm. God can do it again. Yes, he can. We always have a rich young ruler and it was it. Boom, he walked away. But we don't know. Maybe he did. That's right. I know there were people that historically, they talk about that had walked away from Jesus and later on they became his mm-hmm. greatest disciples. So not just the ones in the Bible, those who are written in history books, that there were characters, people who yeah. had fought, saw Jesus, even some of the soldiers that hung him came back and were some of his greatest disciples. Right. So, so what I'm saying is there, it's never too late. That's right. Put these things into practice and God will work a miracle. And I just want to point out, in addition, when you can't work it out, when you've tried all this and, and you cannot work it out on your own, I think that's a good time that I would advise counseling. Yeah. And the first point of counseling would be within the local church. Yeah, your pastor. Your pastor. Um, there are pastors that have good examples of marriage that can yeah. help and talk with you. Sometimes that's necessary. And then when your pastor can't help, they would refer you to more professional. To a Christian counselor. Yes, that Christian counselors that, that can help that's you. That's an expert yes. in trying to solve even more intricate matters. So, but, it, but today we pray that as we've talked, we've given you some hope. Yes. Some, some in, insight to what it can be. Do us a favor. Like and share. And this is important. Subscribe to this podcast. And go oh, oh, tell some friends about tell what. Friends. Because Let's we're going to be another. talking about some interesting uh, subjects as we go along yes. here. And if you uh, have liked and subscribed, you will be alerted. That's right. That these things are coming down the line. And I believe it'll be very A lot more good stuff helpful to come. and beneficial. Yeah. So. Thank you for joining us. We pray your marriage, or if you're being married or you're going to get married, <laughs> that it will be strengthened in Jesus. And uh, that's, that's, our, that's our prayer. But until next time, have a blessed day.